Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here, the biggest week of Supercoach has finally arrived in 2019. It's been a long slog, huge preseason, and I think Nick, uh, who was on the other end of the line, this is this has probably been our biggest one yet so far. Definitely, mate. Definitely, great to be back. You've uh, you've definitely been carrying the load this preseason, along with the other boys, and getting all the contributions up, which I greatly appreciate. But it's um, yeah, very exciting time of year, isn't it? The the best time of year because everyone's still positive about winning the 50k, and then about 72 hours, all our hopes will be dashed. Absolutely, mate. And I know that you sent me a message today saying that uh, you know you want to load up an image for uh, the captain's article that's going up tomorrow. Just you know, did you remember your password? <laughs> no, I had to. Yes, I did remember it. I did remember it. I've been just just sitting away in the background, you know, just admin. I'm just admin. That's what I am. I'm I'm good at posting stuff and and organising. That's all I'm good for, mate. Project manager. <laughs> you are very good, very good at that kind of thing. All right. So as we did said say earlier, I mean, this is a huge week, right? Um, Teamless Tuesday yesterday. So. Uh, and you know, we thought that why not get the uh, the old gang back together? So Nick and I obviously started the website, and um, you know, haven't really frequented too much on podcast over the past couple of years. But uh, for a week like this, we thought it was fitting. So how are we going to drive this, mate? Well, there's plenty to talk through. You know, what should we focus on over the next forty five minutes to hour? Mate, I think let's let's go through our teams, and that'll take us through position by position what we're thinking. Um, by no means are we experts, uh, me in particular, definitely not an expert, but um, it, it might just help people. And, you know, I mean, you had half a season off last year, so it's good to have you back on board. Thanks, mate. Had a great time traveling around the world, um, you know, before you get serious and, and buy a house and have kids and stuff, which I know you're uh, you're fully accustomed to by now. So um, you're, you're a Titan boy now, apparently. Yes, mate. Yep. Moved down from Brisbane to the Gold Coast in the off-season. Looking to, to get a Titans membership and get on board that 14th place team. Should be good. Excellent. And before we jump into our teams, let's just uh, give a bit of a plug to the Meat Guide, which um, you know we, we all put a, a lot of effort into. Fantastic um, you know, product, I think, at the end of the day. Got lots of feedback, which we've uh, included in there. Plenty of updates. Uh, $12.99 available, pick it up on the site and you know 10% is going towards the Townsville flood relief. Haven't checked in lately, but I think we've raised about seven dollars to $800 for the flood relief, which is fantastic. So thank you very much, guys, for that. And yeah, as Nick did allude to, we're not going to um, you know go through the team lists that were announced yesterday. You can check all that out in my uh, analysis, which is up on the, uh, up on the site. Um, but what we're going to do is step through our sides, talk about the reasons why we've picked certain players, and then at the end, Nick will uh, provide a list of players that we haven't covered, and then we'll just step into into those. But let's start at the hooking position, Nick. And um, I think we're both going gun hooker. What do you have lined up with there at the moment? Yeah, I'm sitting with Cook uh, at the moment and Brandon Smith. I found that second hooker, uh, like, you know, like people have been saying, it's very difficult this year. I, I'm not that keen on Hodgson, McCulloch, Holland, any of those guys in particular. Um, so I've decided to go Brandon Smith. You know, maybe Cam Smith gets injured. Maybe he plays less minutes. Maybe Brandon Smith's surely due for more minutes than the 20 or so that he played last year. So I'm going Cook and Brandon Smith, who will be outside my 17. Mate, have you lost your mind? Mate, have you seen your bench hooker? I've never even heard of this bloke. Well, there's there's a reason for that, which I'll get to. And, you know, you're not the best person for, um, you know, doing research and getting your facts straight and stuff like that. But I'll I'll get it to you now. So why are you picking Brandon Smith? 
I'm hoping that there's a bit of upside there. Potential, like I said, potential injury for Smith or less minutes for Smith, and I'm I'm not sold on any of the other options. So you're praying so, for you're praying for injuries to one of the the greatest hookers of all time, mate. You, you're <laughs> you're praying for a bloke who I don't even know if he's an NRL player. His, his name's this bloke's made up. Your second hooker. <laughs> well, get to my team first, but I, I think that's quite intriguing. Uh, as Wilfred's pointed out a couple of times, is you know when did, when have we got to a stage where Look, established mate, Wilfred, super coach w- players uh, picking utility uh, hookers on the bench, and you've just done right that. So Wilfred won the comp one time four years ago, and you'd think that the way that he carries on, he wins every single year, and you'd think that he's got a team of twenty five guns with no risk. Uh, yeah, this is true, and I, I think uh, what hasn't finished in the top one thousand over the past three years. So. Um, yeah, Wilfred, uh, maybe mm. it's time to put a little bit more effort in uh, to your side. Yeah, I think he's changed his name this year to the the Has Been Catfish or something like that, which is which is quite appropriate. It is. And I was actually um, sitting at my rivalries tonight and I was uh, trying to add yourself and a few of the other guys and Wilfred. And I think there's about half a dozen fake Wilfred teams floating around as well, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we digress, mate. Let's get back into it. So Hook and Smith. Now, I've gone with uh, with Cook and Hooker as well. Um, you know, I just think he's locked in for 80 minutes there. Um, there's no utility on the bench, so I'm comfortable. Captain op- option most weeks. And I've gone with Britain uh, at South at 168,000. And, and my reasoning for that, mate, is because what happens uh, if Cook gets injured or what happens in uh, the first buy round where Cook is missing? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. If you're going with Cook, you sorry, if you're going with a rookie on the bench, it better be a a straight replacement for the guy who's getting injured because if your gun hooker gets injured and you you've got a rookie on the bench like Brandon Smith, for example, you're stuffed. So, no. I understand the thinking. Yeah, so with McCurick, I think going to the Eels, that would um, suggest that Billy Britton, um, you know, is the obvious replacement for Cook if something did happen or over that buy period. And, um, you know, I have had Braley in my side for a bit as well. I think there's certain upside there, particularly, um, you know, even if he does eventually take over the starting position. But, you know, the first buy round, we're stuffed. And uh, if Cook were to go down in the next couple of weeks, then that's just a trade straight away because you can't rely on Braley to, you know, to give you 20 points. So that's the reasoning there. Let's move to uh, the front row. Uh, what have you got lined up there, Nick? Fafida, Shulwan Lane, Dylan Napa, and Payne Haas. Interesting. So I think we can skip over a couple of those, but maybe let's speak to the cheaper guys. So Dylan Napa, uh, who I've got some thoughts on, uh, but interested in, in why you're thinking of going with Haas. Uh, I haven't I haven't particularly seen anyone else in the position that, that jumps off the page to me. I suppose Flegler, I'm, I'm thinking that Haas takes his spot when he comes back anyway. So Flegler's got one or two price rises in him. Uh, Burr, I think, no, he's not dual. He's in my second row. Junior Totola, I'm not sold on that bloke. I don't think he's going to play very minutes at all. Kami Kami. Uh, I'm not sold on him. He's a 20-minute player at best, in my personal opinion, which, again, is not an expert opinion by any means. So is Kami Kami uh, in the same bracket as Mummy? Yeah, yeah. Kami Kami's short. Mummy's, Mummy's Mama Rofsky's nickname. <laughs> they're, they're not my boys this year. The other one who I'd look at probably is Host, and I haven't – look, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about him, but obviously selected to start this week, dual position – 196k. I'm tempted to switch Haas for host. All right. Can I talk to you why you shouldn't pick uh, host this year? Sure. Sure. Tell me about him. Well, a PPM last year of around about 0.6, I think, in the games that he played or started on the edge anyway. So, yes, he's going to be good whilst Corbin Sims is out, but when Sims comes back in, it's all likelihood that uh, Frizzell will probably go to the edge. Sims will start at lock or because he's a middle forward. And then you'd think. Either way, that that host does drop back to the bench, and you know, with that low PPM, any kind of price rise is probably capped. I think over the next two weeks, and and they're going to fall out of his, you know, rolling uh, average pretty pretty soon. So at 190 odd k is pretty tempting, but I can kind of sense a bit of a trap there. 
Okay. So, yeah, so I might just stick with Haas and just, you know, he'll be my only non-player in week one and just, you know, he's he's heavily touted, obviously, and hopefully he comes back in four or five weeks. Um, you've obviously gone with a couple of different options here and probably Totola instead of Haas or Host. Would that be fair? Yeah, that's fair. And, mate, I've really, really struggled with the, the forward cheapy options. There's, I think there's that you can break them down and make cases against pretty much everyone. There's, there's not an outstanding option there. Um, whereas each year we seem to have that, you know, that, that 160k front row forward or second row guy that, you know, is just going to churn out some cash over a long period of time. So Totola's starting, we'll start until Burgess is back in the fold, I think, from round four. So there's four, there's three uh, opportunities there to, to start and probably play around about 40 minutes and, uh, at a PPM around about 0.9. You know, he's going to be tracking around about that 35 plus points and, you know, when he does come off the bench for the Burgess brothers, then I think, you know, probably dropping down to the 30. But uh, he's he's probably got about 80 or 90K in him to make. And, you know, that gets him up to around that 300K. And I just think that he has better job security and probably more cash-making potential than some of those other guys that are there. And by no means do I, am I saying that Tadola is a, a knock out of the park. But um, compared to a few of the names which have been bandied around, like Flegler and, and a few of the other ones, yeah, he's just the, the best of a bad bunch for me. So if he gets to 300k, you can then sell him to Haas and you've banked 120k. Yeah, that's the thinking. And I was also looking at potentially Haas, but um, considering that, you know, what's happened, him being stood down for a month, it really wouldn't surprise me to see Flegler get a, you know, an extended run in first grade, particularly if it performs well. Um, so I'm looking at a minimum six weeks for him and then, you know, they make Haas really earn it rather than just say, okay, four weeks is up, you're into first grade because quite frankly, that's not teaching him uh, any lessons. He's not coming back from a suspension. Uh, he didn't do the right thing and uh, I wouldn't be surprised that the Broncos really want to, you know, to uh, to make a stand here. And, and you know, um, if that's the case, then six to, to eight-week period is perfect as a downgrade option. Yeah, yep. Fair enough. Um, so your other your other front rowers, Fafida and Offahengawe, you've spoken about Offahengawe to death. I'm sick of hearing you talk about him. So, oh. And then Fanukin, what the hell? Yeah, again, it, it, you go through the list of players from 200 to 500k, particularly in the front row, and there's not really much there um, in terms of the mid-prices. And I'd really like to pick the likes of a Paul Vaughan or even a Matthew Lodge is very tempting for me this year too. Both of those, I believe, are undervalued. But at 433000 I just think that Dale Finucan offers um, a fair bit of value this year. If you look at who um, if you look at who the Storm have lost, so you've got Hoffman and also Glasby leaving, so that opens up a bit of a hole there. Um, starting at lock, uh, also the way the, the Storm bench is shaping up, I can see that he'll play about 60 minutes per game at a minimum. Um, and, you know, with a PPM that's hovering around 0.9 to 1, um, you know, he's he's a good chance of, of providing me with a 55 to 60 points as a reserve each week. And then, you know, hopefully he also increases to around about that 480 to 500K mark. And that's a pretty easy stepping stone uh, to, a, to a gun uh, when we figure out who the legitimate guns are by that stage. Yeah, I'm definitely not sold on Fanukin. In in my mind, he's a plotter. He'll, he'll plot along. He might make you a bit of money, but... He's not going to do much. Did you consider Tolman at all, 40K more? Yeah, I did, but I just can't make it work with the cash, unfortunately. Um, you know, probably going to tinker with his side a little bit more and would have a look at, at Tolman. I mean, that isn't a, a bad option at that 470-odd uh, mark, but, yeah, it's just quite hard um, to, to pick anyone. That, that That's a pretty, pretty dry area to, to select from. Well, maybe when we get to your second row and people find out that you're paying 460k for a bloke who's not even playing this week, there might be some cash to be made there. Excellent. Well, let's jump straight into the second row, Nick, and how about you just tell us what you've got lined up there? Uh, what have I got lined up? I've got Turbo, Jai Arrow, and Madison, and then I'm going with Cam Murray, Garner, and my boy, Lachlan Burr. I've Huge. been on. I've been on Burr all preseason. People are like, Oh, he's just in there because he's a good trainer. Blah blah blah. Nah, if you read, if you've been reading the New Zealand press all last, late last year, and early this year, um, coach loves him. He's look. I know he's going to go back to the bench after this week. I'm not 
that stupid, but he, he'll still get solid minutes off the bench in the front row rotation through the middle, and he'll still make some cash. And you can play him in your team this week because he's starting lock, obviously. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. I mean, at 190K, it is very, very tempting, but I am just a little bit cautious of, uh, you know, what happens when, obviously, when Papali comes in, but then uh, Papa Lee, but then what also happens when, you know, you got Paulo there too. How does he fit into that that side? Who's Paulo? Paulo. Oh, Pulu? Yeah. Nah, Pulu's rubbish. Burr's way better than him. Really? You're talking about Gun. a guy that played reserve grade all last year. Oh, and Pulu, you don't even know Pulu's name, so he can't be that good. I, I said Pulu, it's just the uh, the Kiwi accent <laughs> that you couldn't pick it up on. <laughs> nah, I don't rate Pulu. He's, he, he's done nothing. He was at the Titans, I think, wasn't he? Before nope. the Warriors? I don't know. You have to look that up, Nate. You're uh, you're the one with all the the stats and all the facts and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't rate him. I think you're just digging yourself into a hole here, mate. So you know, we, we, just take a pick, a lucky dip. Where do you think he's from? Tonga. Tonga. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help you with where he's played previously. Nah, but he's from Tonga, and previously he played for the Titans. See, I told you. I was just trying to catch you up there, mate. So well done. You got there. <laughs> So no, I don't rate him. I think Burr, yeah, I think Burr's a chance. I'm, I'm not, not by any means saying that he's gonna get to four hundred or four fifty k, but he, he might get to three fifty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. So what, what do you, what do you think happens with the rotation when Papa Lee does come back? He, he probably plays sixty minutes. Would you say? Papa Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sixty. Sixty. Sixty-five. I'd say. Okay, and then and then you you think that Burr would play, uh, you know, either as a prop forward or rotate at lock as well. Yeah, I think I think he'll be in the front row rotation. So you'll have Ashford will drop off the bench that's named this week. Papa Lee comes into the starting side, Burr to the bench. Then you've got Tavaga and Lee and Armau to rotate through hooker and front and back row. Uh, and Lasone and Burr to rotate through front row. You know they're starting with Parsi and Bunty Afoa this week. They're not big minute players, either of them. Look, I understand that Tohu plays big minutes and Adam Blair plays pretty decent minutes as well. But I think there's at least thirty-five to forty minutes there for Lachlan Burr going forward. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're really kind of going against the grain at the moment, which is good because a lot of people do think that he's a you know a legitimate trap, and, and I guess that's been all the. The comms uh, lately, but um, you know it's good to have a different opinion. You being a, a Warriors fan does make a difference, I think. Oh yeah, and I'm um, yeah. Like I say, by no means an expert, or by no means the most knowledgeable Warriors fan that there is in the world. But I'm going to give it a punt, see how it goes. Okay. Well, I've got the same starting second row as you, and then I've got Sean Lane at the moment um, on my bench. Um, I know we probably don't need to talk to him too much. I mean, he's just got a, a really good opportunity this year at the Eels with Mao going down. Uh, that's pretty much all we need to say there, I think. Yep, agreed. Uh, Murray, again, don't need to say too much. And then the guy that you're referring to who isn't playing this week, but will next week is, uh, at the moment, there is Papa Lee. And um, I just think that why would you uh, go against all the research that you've done over the preseason for a particular player just because he's missing the first round? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I know you've been keen on him. I haven't been particularly keen on him. Um, I'd I'd have to check if you've got it in front of you how many minutes he averaged last year, but it was a decent number. It if was, I'm not but mistaken. It's, yeah, he averaged sixty six minutes per game, but that was on the edge. So, um, you know, he's going to be shifting to the middle. His base stats are going to go up, and uh, just in terms of the numbers last year, so. He played 14 games uh, over 60 minutes last year for an average of 59 points per game, and he had base of uh, 48 48 points per game. That was at a PPM of um, 0.77, and you know, moving or shifting from the edge to the middle, he's going to see an increase there. Uh, and you know, traveling over 60 to 65 minutes, he's probably looking could potentially become a 60-60 forward. Mm, I doubt it, but go for it, mate. I'll just be another year where I beat you, so that's fine. Another year. Well, what's our record so far, Nick? I think I've got you 3-2. I've won two of the last three, though. What's the record overall? Yeah, well, we'd have to go all the way back. It's been 10 years. No, I'm going back from 2014. What's the record? 
2014, you just got me. 2015, my stats aren't showing up, but that's that's it, a cop it, out. That's an absolute. It's cop fair out. to say that's you an got absolute me. cop out. <laughs> 2016 and 2018, I got you, and 17, you got me. So it's yeah. Well, last five years, it's three two. Yeah, so three two to me. Yep, just. Yeah, but it's, I'm still winning, aren't I? You are. You are. Um, why are you not going with Ghana? That's a good point. Um, I mean, Ghana has been in my side for the majority of the, the past couple of weeks, at least since uh, Chris Lawrence went down. He looks like he's set for an edge spot there for the, the next you know, potentially 12 weeks. My concern there is that is that he's probably going to play no more than you know, about 50 to 55 minutes. Um, you've got MCK on the bench and he will play on the edge. Um, and he, as he did last year, I think he averaged around about 30 to 35 minutes per game. Um, off the bench, um, coming on uh, to the back row. So, you know, at, at his current PPM of uh, 0.8 in the two games that he played over 50 minutes per game last year, you're looking at a guy that's probably going to average around about 40 to 45 points per game, and that's going to give you an increase in value of about 100K. And, you know, is that worth it? Are you, what, are you, what are you going to be able to upgrade to if you're looking at a guy that's, you know, 360K fully maxed out? So 360 fully maxed out. So you're saying he's only going to average 40 points? Well, if he's only going to be playing 50 minutes per game on the edge, then yes. Mm, he, he could play more than 50, though. I don't Obviously, think so. um, what's his face? Madison's going to play big minutes. Yeah, Michael Cheekham's going to take minutes off him for sure. You've got Eisenhuth that's currently in the reserves as well. Um, so by no means do I think that the Ghana is going to be an 80-minute forward. Uh, if you're looking back to last year with uh, Rocco, like we all jumped on him, and at least mm-hmm. he was playing 80 minutes per game. So an edge forward that's going to play reduced minutes at that uh, elevated price, it's just a little bit of a trap. I, I would rather, you know, as you've done, go down to Haas, for example, save 60K um, and, you know, just hope that he comes on or go for... You know, somebody, somebody like a Tatola, at least you know that he's going to play, roll out 40 points per game. He's 40 grand cheaper. Um, he's going to see some more price rises. But, yeah, I just think he's a little bit of a trap. Um, however, at that price, if we're seeing that he is playing a lot more than the 50 minutes per game, then you just bring him in in round three. Yeah, true, true. And obviously not by going him, you've spent a little bit more in the forwards. So I think when we get to the backs, in particular 5-8 and potentially some of the outside backs, you've obviously had less cash to spend there. So you've gone cheaper there on a couple of guys than I have, as opposed to where I've gone Ghana in the second row, which has saved me some cash to allow me to get Ponga and also to get one probably better centre wing than you have. So... It's a much of a muchness, isn't it? It is. Um, as much as I don't want to do it, it's just, you know, there's those cheapies in the forwards are just this year, they're just horrible. Mm. I think there's only, if you look at forwards under 270K, there's only about, there's only six of them that are actually starting. Uh, which is Nakora, which we're, we're not going to talk about because he's a must, he's a, He's a taken, you know, everyone's going to have him. Host, Lachlan Burr, Totola, Jack Hetherington, who's really just a placeholder, and then Garner. So there's there's nothing there. If you add interchange, obviously, you get a bunch more guys. You get up to 45. Some of these will be on an extended bench, though. But just starting second row, front row options under 250K, you've only got six options. It's slim pickings, mate. Um, and then we've already spoke. Pretty much every guy that we've spoken to below that level, or starting with uh, with Garnet down, you know, there's probably more cons and, than positives for all of those. But you're going to have to probably pick one or two. Yeah, yeah. That that's why they're cheap because they come with risk. You know, if there was no risk, they'd be four fifty k plus, wouldn't they? Exactly. Okay. Should we uh, let's let's jump into the halves, mate? And then should we just. Should we just do Crichton quickly? He's the last forward on the list that we haven't covered. Yeah, absolutely. So how about you just talk to me why um, you know you haven't picked him? Um, I've never had him in my side this preseason and obviously been named on the bench behind Orbison. Look, he, he might still start. It's, it's unknown at this stage, but I think he's going to be eased into it. 
Um, let's hope that he's eased into it and he drops in price. Uh, I think that Trebojevic, Jai Arrow, in particular, the two of them are much safer options. Uh, I'm not sold on Taumalolo. I'm really buying into this slow start with the heat with all the games in Queensland theory. He, I think he averaged in the mid-50s for the first four or five weeks of last year. So I'm an advocate of that theory. Um, and I think the likes of Madison and Sean Lane and co, there's going to be more minutes for them this year uh, early on, which should see them jump up and could see them match an 80-minute output from a Crichton. So that's that's my thoughts on him. I think there's just better, safer options at the same price and potentially a couple of guys a bit cheaper who could jump up to the same level. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I would probably have Crichton ahead of um, Trevojevic, um, and that's the way I was probably going, just on the basis that, that Tom is out for a couple of weeks. You know how well they like to feed off each other. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty straightforward one for me. Named on the bench, um, you know, Orbison of all people ahead of him, you know, maybe that smokes some errors. I, I, I don't really know, but um, look to bring him in at some stage because I think that he's fairly priced. I don't, I don't think he's going to average any more than 70 points per game and, and you know, you, you're not going to miss out on getting him at, at a later stage. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, halves. So we've got the same halves with Cleary and Kiergren, uh from the Warriors. Did you toss up any other options there at all? Uh, yeah, well, the only different option is my starting 5'8", which is Michael Morgan, who I've had sitting in halfback on uh, on numerous uh, tinkerings, but at the moment he's in 5'8", in uh, there. But how about we just talk about Cleary for a bit? So there's obviously a lot going on at the Panthers at the moment, which we won't step into the detail of. Um, but, you know, why have you stuck fat with uh, Nathan Cleary? Uh, he was the, the best halfback by... Well, you know, or, you know, him and SJ, he was right up there last year um, ahead of the rest of the pack. Uh, I think he's underpriced potentially at that 577. And like you've got in the notes here, Panthers have got a good start to the season with the Eels, the Tigers and the Titans in the opening month. And then he'll get big kick out back after that to, to run off the short balls. So he's a he's a pretty safe, solid pick. Uh, doesn't really give you too many 20 or 25 point games either, either which is great. Yeah, I agree. Listen, to be honest, I, I dropped him um, probably the last two weeks and have only just brought him in now. I just think that gap between him and Ponga, um, which is about 30-odd K maybe, I think, around about 30,000, I just don't think that that's worth it. Ponga is coming in, uh, playing at a, a... We saw what he did last year, and I hated death riding. It was horrible every single week. But um, And you're going you're gonna to do it again. I am. At this stage, I am. Um, You're nuts. You're nuts. I know. Well, maybe I'll find a way to sneak him in. But just that, uh, you know, playing in the halves, I'm just not 100% sold on. Um, just just explain to me why. Well, do you think it's going to impact his super coach output at all or do you think it's just a bit of a myth? I think it's a bit of a myth. Again, I know I keep saying this. I'm, I'm not a rugby league expert by any means, but the sort of sweeping fullback role that he was playing, that's not too dissimilar to the 5'8 role. You know, look, he, he's up in the line a bit more, so I understand it is different to an extent, but he's still going to be getting his hands on the ball in similar positions on the field, maybe with a bit, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe with a bit less time to make a decision. But, I mean, you just, he's just exciting to watch. He always plays that early Friday night game, you know, so you having beers after work in the office or you get home from work early. And hey, it's when like, was right, the last time that you had beers after work in the office? No, that's what I said. You're having beers in the office. I'm oh. getting home early to watch, <laughs> oh, good, good, good. to watch the early game. And you've always got Ponga there playing in the sunshine. Well, usually sunshine, or at least in the late afternoon down in Newcastle. And he's always putting on tries. Like in the trial a couple of weeks ago, didn't he score 48 in half a game or something? Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad pick. I'm just comparing uh, both the players. So I think you, you kind of know what you're going to get from Cleary. And the fact that he's 30 grand cheaper um, is a bit nonsensical to me. Um, if I could pick both of them, I would. Um, but yeah, I'm just not sure if I can fit them both in. But but you're going to go with Morgan. I do not understand all the hype about Morgan at all. He's just significantly underpriced. I don't think he's a keeper by any means, but considering that he's 400000 and there's a real possibility that he can average uh, at least 60 points per game, given he's going to be the main man for the uh, 
for the the Cowboys. It's just yeah, you, I think you've you've got a he's just a, he's a must have for me just because of the value that he provides to the rest of your side. So what did he have? So last year he had some very very average scores. In one game he played seventy five minutes and scored seven points. Yeah, but if you have a look at what he did from two thousand fifteen to two thousand seventeen, Nick, he averaged fifty nine points per game per season. Oh, that was a borderline champ there. Uh, yeah, my champs have kind of run dry with you, mate. I've used them up so much this preseason. Yeah, I'm still not convinced. 50, last year he had a 15, a 35, a 36, a 32, and a 7. Yeah, but it's a little bit different. You saw how the how badly the Cowboys went last year, and, and this year I just think that, you know, he's the, he's the main man. He's going to be the one driving, um, you know, all of the... Um, the attack effectively, and uh, you know, if he does average sixty points per game, he's underpriced by one hundred and thirty k. So what? But what makes you think the Cowboys are going to go any better this year? Well, the fact that they've recruited very well, they've effectively got a brand new recruit in Jordan McLean. They've got uh, Josh McGuire, which is a huge inclusion. So their forward pack is just phenomenal, right? Um, yes, their backline lacks a little their bit. Backline is shit house. Yeah, and I and I don't disagree with that, but I th- they're still going to win a lot of games at home, and and frankly, um, Morgan is just a an elite player in the competition. Is that the train going past the back of your place? You Mate, moved to you moved to the train lines. It's actually a plane. Oh, you've moved to the flight path, have you? I'm I'm in, I'm next to the Broncos League Club in uh, in Red Hill, and apparently we're right underneath the the flight path, which I haven't realised until then because. I'm sitting in the uh, my office and um, it's a sweat box because I can't have the fan on because it creates too much sound and then we'll get heckled on Twitter. So I've just uh, left the, the back door open uh, slightly and uh, yeah, you've just heard the uh, the latest Qantas plane going above my house. I feel you, mate. That podcast, that first podcast I did with all the feedback, that was from having my the fan on here as well. So I can't have the fan on either, but I've just had the aircon cranking, so... It's not not too bad, but no, that's good, mate. That's it's good to see that you're moving up in your corporate career. You're you're living under the flight path. That's good to see. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I personally don't think you can start the season without Michael Morgan. Um, priced at four hundred ten thousand, mate. That is just such a steal. If you have a look at what he's produced without JT, it's been you know sixty to sixty fives, and he gets first crack at it this year to do it properly. And we saw what he did in the season without JT, uh, where they went to make the grand final. And, you know, some of the scores that he put on there to finish with a season average of, of 59, uh, I think that he can do a similar. And, uh, you know, if he's not a keeper, then you can easily move him up to, to someone else. Now, one guy that I did want to uh, talk about, and I have to admit, Nick, he's been in and out of my side over the past couple of days, just to try and create some space with all the cheapies that have, um, I don't want in my side, and uh, Anthony Milford. Mm, no, you're nuts. You anyone who starts with Milford is uh, they do not value their mental health. Mate, five hundred and eleven thousand isn't don't care still. And, and if you believe the and if you and as I do, I think the the the, the Broncos are a top four slash top two side this year. Um, you know, I can see Milford having a huge season. Cody Nicarima, from all reports, has really started to blossom in the halves as well. Um, the only concern and the reason why he's not in my side is just that opening six weeks for the Broncos is an absolute shocker. I think they play. Uh, five or four, um, you know, top six sites in the in the opening six weeks. So it happened last year. It's going to happen again this year. It's just super hard for him. Yeah, agreed. I just I can't go back to Milford. The amount of times I've captained him on a Thursday or Friday night and thought it was a great idea, and then he'll come out and score a thirty-two or a thirty-five or something. I just no, I don't see it. I don't see Milford. I think Milford's bust. He's he's past his prime. He's rubbish. That's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. Okay, so before we get out of the halves, I think we're... Is there anyone else from the halves that you wanted to talk through briefly? No, no, that's it. We've all got Dylan Brown as our backup 5'8". Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, Okay, before we do that, mate, let's just take a very quick break and um, and then we'll be back to jump into uh, the center wing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, so the center wing, Nick, let's jump into it. This is uh, proved to be quite a difficult area this year we've we've learnt from our past haven't we by picking those expensive guys the Jared Croker's uh Jordan Rapana's uh of the past and um you know we've all fallen on our face uh with those guys and now the trend just seems to be going very cheap in the center wing so talk me through who you're you've currently got in your starting center wing starting center wing I'm going with Gutherson Bateman CNK and Nakora uh, like you say, none of the huge guns. So, you know, the the expensive guys, Fergo, Mitchell, Masters, Hopawade, Waka Blakes up there, Asako. Waka, 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 Waka Blake. <laughs> and Croker. Uh, I'm avoiding all of them. I'm hoping for some upside from Gutherson at fullback. I don't know much about Bateman, but he's a starting lock and the Raiders bench just looks garbage. So I'm hoping that he gets minutes. CNK, look, who knows how long that's going to last, but I'll give it a crack. And then Nakora, he's a, he's self-explanatory. All right, so let's start there with the Englishman. So you say you don't know much about him. Um, what do you? No. What do you know about him? Anything? No, nothing. I've didn't had him. In my, never had him in my team until yesterday, and I was like, oh, this guy looks alright. <laughs> this guy looks alright. I'll put him in. <laughs> That doesn't sound like you at all, mate. So the, the only I've been the same. The only concern is obviously dual centre wing, uh, second row, which is priceless. But um, if you look at the Raiders starting back row, you got uh, Tapani and Whitehead, and, and both of those guys are pretty big minutes. Um, yeah, so you know. I, I mostly looked at their bench. It's yeah. just it's horrible. Yeah, but Do you even know who these blokes are? Well, you know, Louis is next Bronco. You, you know him. Yeah, yeah, but do you know who Ryan Sutton and Corey Horsburgh are? Yeah, well, Ryan Sutton is an Englishman, and Corey Horsburgh is a, a young guy who a lot of Raiders fans speak very highly of. However, I don't think he's going to play more than the 10 to the 15 minutes from memory. He's a, an edge forward, however, I'm sure that we'll be told completely different there. <laughs> yeah, so I think Bateman has to play 60 minutes at least with that bench. That's fine, and I, I'm, but he's very small. Um Reports are that he's predominantly a centre, um, so he's not. I don't think he's going to be much of a workhorse. So even if you do that, I mean, he he does start very awkwardly at four hundred thousand. If you and if you look at the the calc, I mean, if he if just say if he does play sixty and averages fifty points per game, you know, what kind of price change is that? Is it going to give you a price change that you're going to be happy with? It won't be huge. I basically roughly rough maths. Uh, points times nine nine thousand should give you a rough idea. So he might get to four fifty k, but I mean if he can average fifty, that's pretty solid. And I'm just reading from uh, Wenin's teams analysis, and it says I'm locking him into my CTW. And then I look at the team that you sent me, and it, and I can't see him. Yeah, but there's a reason for that, Nick, and we're going to get to that very soon. But we haven't we haven't finished with. Uh, uh, if we haven't finished prosecuting with your team yet. Nah, Bateman, mate, lock him in. If Look, if he gives me 50-plus for a 400K centre wing, I'll take it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's... I think if, he, if it's steady, steady, consistent points. Yeah, it bang on in terms of... So, predicted uh, price rise of around about 60,000 as well. So, you're very good with your maths there. Um a uh, point to note, which I did in the team's analysis, is just if you have a look at the other Englishman that they've brought across, or not the Englishman, if you look at the one Englishman and then Soliola that they've brought across from the Super League, um, those guys have pretty much produced their career best uh, super coach output in their first season, um, which I'm not sure why. Um, but, you know, they, they both played in the back row in their first years as well. So maybe that, um, you know, suggests that Bateman could do the same. Lock him in, give it a crack, see what happens. 
All right, so you're locking him in in the last game. Who else have you got there again? So you're, is there anyone that you're, you've currently got in there that you might um, back out of uh, before lockout? Uh, not in my starting team. We'll get to the bench in a second. Uh, Capewell is the one who I was, who I have had in previously, but I swapped him for Bateman. Um, so I do like Capewell as well. Um, but in terms of other guys, I've also had Rami in at stages. I don't mind him. Uh, he's a bit more expensive. I think I had to trade him out because some of the rookies that I had didn't get selected. And I needed to generate some cash. Uh, but no, I'm I'm quite happy with the rest of the guys there. So no, Brett Morris. I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe you gotta I'll make do a it. Change. But... You got to do it. I don't know. I, I was actually know. I was actually tempted today, mate, when I was trying to fit in as many uh, big front rowers as I possibly could. The the there was definitely a, a tempting or a fleeting moment there where I had uh, Brett Morris on my side of that price at the Roosters this year. Um, it's it is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge you if you did it. I think you should. He's only yeah. He's only priced at about a forty average, or just over that. So there's upside there. But I mean, to go to it from Morris to Bateman to a starting lock for twenty five grand more, surely you've got to do it. Yeah, that's a fair call. That is a fair call. But there's lots of unknowns with Bateman. But I guess the positive there is he's priced at a at a point where you can easily downgrade and create a bit of cash to yourself if it doesn't come off. Yep, yep, agreed. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, who have you got starting out in centre wing? Uh, so I've changed mine a little bit from, and really teamless Tuesday drove this, but I've got Kurt Capewell there, um, which we'll talk to in a minute. I've got CNK as well, Nakora starting, and then Tom Opachix, who, uh, who've surprisingly got the nod ahead, ahead of uh, Ben Hampton. And, uh, you know, the reason why I've selected him, I know there's a bit of job security, but just in terms of what he's produced, um, you know, from a base perspective, I think last year, if you have a look at it, I'm just pulling it up now. Um, I think there's two to three games last year where he played the full 80 minutes uh, in the centres and his base points per game were around about 36, which for a centre wing is just fantastic. So um, last year, if you recall, Nick, there was Ben Hampton that was floating in there and each week everyone was like, no, nah, can't pick him. He's going to get dropped. Can't pick him. He ended up rising to as high as around about 46,000 from 188,000. And I kind of get a bit of a sense or a bit of a feeling that there could be a similar thing uh, with Opportunity, who obviously is being recruited from the Broncos this year. Yeah, I do like Opacic as a footballer. I thought he, in limited opportunities at the Broncos, always looked good or, you know, or at least decent. Um, so I can, I can see the rationale. I mean, it's just... You know, they've got Hampton, Geller, Mosby, Tuala in the reserves alone, along with Felt, uh, who's obviously injured. So there's sort of four outside backs there. Javid Bowen, he'll be the first to go. Surely Justin O'Neill's got to be the second to go. Um, I'd have Opacic ahead of both of those two. So I think he'll get a decent run. Short, I mean, he's got to get at least sort of six to seven weeks to show what he can do. So I think you'll get a few price rises out of him, but I'm not completely sold, but it's not the worst selection. Yeah, I mean, I much prefer to have him over a Jordan Kahu, and I notice that you don't have Kahu in your side, and um, he would be a player that I would just be automatically expecting that you would have. No, I've, I think there's... It's sort of Kahu, Opachik, and then Momorowski, isn't it? The, Mommy! The, th- the three of them are very similarly priced, I've gone with Mommy on, as my first bench uh, centre wing, along with Garrick and Ravalawa. Wait, as my wait, other two. wait! You've got a two hundred twenty thousand dollar bench centre wing. Uh, two hundred thirty-eight thousand, actually. Mate, you've lost your absolute mind. He's no, not even going to be there in round three. Why? Who's going to take his spot? Jennings. Uh, Jennings is garbage. No, not Jennings. Yeah. Jennings is garbage. Mate, they've recruited Jennings to play that position. Nofo's going to come back in. is going to come back in. And Mummy is going to be straight out of the side. And the fact that if he's if he's in your 17, I can kind of understand. But you've got him on your bench, mate. You've got rocks in your head. Mate, what, so why would they recruit him last year, have him training with the squad all summer, like Jennings just became available, and they're like, "Oh, uh, they've all been right. talking. Okay. Might, might as well grab him. He's there." All right, I'll flip it on its head, mate. If uh, they've had Mummy there for the whole 
preseason, why would they go out of their way to recruit a, a similar player? Uh, why wouldn't they be happy with what they've recruited? I don't think my mail is Jennings was just floating around. He just rocked up one day and said, "Oh, you boys looking for a, a crappy outside back?" And they said, "Oh yeah, sure. Here's Mate, eighty grand." When was signed. the when was the last time you had any rugby league mail? No, nah, mate, I drove past Titans training the other day <laughs> down at Parkwood. Oh, you've lost the plot. You've lost the plot. You've lost the plot. <laughs> nah, mate, at least at least he's starting. I mean, I'm looking at your bench here. You've got Garrick and Ravalawa as well, and you've still got Cherry. He's nowhere to be seen. He isn't. That is fair, but I, I just think that, um, you know, we got they got Josh Dugan in that back line. He could go down injured at any point in time, and I just believe that he'll be in that side soon. Um, and the other reasoning behind picking him as non-playing reserve is that if you look at a few of the other cheapies floating around, uh, like Simmonson and a couple of the other guys, Siva, that you know they could play one or two games and be out, and then they're not going to be, they won't come back into the side. Uh, so then, what do you do then? It's a sideways trade to somebody like Cherry, who um, is going to come in at some stage of the year. You burn a trade. So I'd rather not pick one of those guys and just pick one of these MPRs let it be Alan, Lomax or Jerry that um, are going to be there at some stage and you're effectively um, saving a trade. And you're also, I mean, I think we had it a couple of times over the past few years where I remember where one of these gun uh, center wing rookies wasn't selected. And then when they were coming in, our cows weren't fat enough to, to be traded, but we kind of jumped the gun and traded them because we had we couldn't miss out on that guy. Um, so I'm just trying to prevent that this year and save a few trades and just pick pick one or two of those in my in my centre wing. Wouldn't you go Lomax ahead of Cherry though? No, and the reasoning behind that is that I think Lomax he was played out of position in the trials. Uh, he was showed up on the wing. I, I don't think he's going to play there again. It, Ewan Aiken is a representative footballer. Um, didn't play very well during the trials as well, but I think that he'll at least get an extended time in first grade. Um, so Lomax is a genuine, uh, you know, mid-year downgrade target for me, whereas Cherry, I think, could be in, you know, round three, round four, round five, and that's the reason why I've got him there. Mm, I don't know. I, look, I'm, I'm not against having one of the two of them there because um, they will come in at some stage. So I'm not against the strategy. Um, and, look, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be Cherry or Lomax. Who knows? But and also, I'm going to stick with Mommy. And also Cherry is um, about 20K or 30K less than uh, Lomax as well. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, whilst we were talking about forwards, we said there was only a limited number of uh, front or second rows available under 250k starting. Obviously, in the outside backs, we've got a lot more options. So we've got the guys that we've spoken about in Mommy, Garrick, Nakora, uh, Opacic, Ravalawa, who we've sort of spoken about, um, and then Sivo from Para and Simonson from the Raiders. Actually, Neither uh, of just, us just have be, these two. Just before we get off Ravalara, I um, saw a funny tweet before that whenever you say that out loud, it's like you're singing a, sh- a shaggy song. <laughs> Ravalara. I love Ravalara. <laughs> I thought uh, that was good. Yeah, one of your best. Love a lover. But it's not lover lover. I know, but a lover lover. <laughs> You've lost the plot. You'll, you'll probably you'll trade in Sivo before this podcast's over. Well, that's a good segue. Talk to me why we don't do that, Nick. If you've done your research. Uh, so he's likely to get it dropped for George Jennings wow. when he returns. You got it. Good. Well done. I had. I've got the run sheet up here in front of me. Yeah, something else to prepared for you. Okay, so what about what about Garrick? So he's a very popular um, cheapy selection. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, this one is. I, I don't think you. Can, I don't think you cannot pick him, um, but there is a chance that he could be gone in a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. There is definitely a chance with. Turbo coming back, Brendan Elliott, there's a real chance that he could slide to the wing and Garrick is gone. Hopawade, he could come in at some stage as well. So Garrick is by no means a gold-plated rookie, but at this stage, uh, I think with the with the risks of all the guys we've spoken about, you know, Momorowski's got job security risk, Opacic has got job security risk, Simonson. Uh, he's got job security risk. Sivo does. Ravalawa does from Lomax to a lesser lover, extent. Lover. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Garrick's probably the best of a worst of a bad bunch. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I agree. I think there's doubts there, but you can't not pick him. Um, we're speaking about Sivo. Now, the other one is Simonson. Uh, you're a rugby fan, Nick. Did you know that he was playing, I think, sevens for New Zealand over the past couple of years? Yes, I did know that. I mm. did know that. Very good, at quick outside back. So I think that he's he's obviously under pressure from Oldfield when Oldfield returns. Uh, it's hard to keep track of all these people who are out for one or two or three weeks, but I'm 99.9% sure Oldfield is only out for a week. Obviously, Rapana's injured, but he's a he's around uh, eight to ten, so he's out for a while. So Oldfield versus Simonson. Um, I mean, Oldfield's old and he's not that good, so maybe Simonson gets six to eight weeks now that I think about it. Yeah, Simonson's the one that I'm really thinking about who, um, you know, there is a bit of job security issues there, but out of him and Siver, I think that um, he's the one that I'd probably pick. He's not currently in my side, but I might um, go there, but there's, there's two different things that I've heard at the moment. The, the one thing is that Oldfield is fit, returned from injury last week, but Simonson's just beating him to the spot. And the other was said by Nick Campton on the, the Daily Telegraph podcast today, who's a, um, a big Raiders fan, but he just said that he was surprised that Simonson was in the side based on what he's seen. Um, and you've got to kind of take that, um, you know, for what it's worth as well, considering how big a fan he is of the Raiders and, you know, how much more in tune he is than what you and I are. So, um yeah, there's still a significant risk associated with selecting him. There is, but I'd argue that you don't make the All Black, the New Zealand Sevens team. Sorry, they're not called the All Blacks. You don't make the New Zealand Sevens team if you're not a decent footballer. Well, I mean, Curtis Ronan is running around for the Wallabies, so. Yeah, but I said the New Zealand team. So Australian Rugby Union is a joke But mate I think I'm going to look into him a bit more Over the next 24 hours Because I haven't looked at him much to be honest But maybe going him over Momorowski for my team Makes a bit more sense It saves me 70k That would leave me 140k in bank Which I could 140k in bank Jesus I could I could use that on a a Brandon Smith maybe or I could use that on I don't know t- turning Corey Allen who's my bench fullback into someone who might actually play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Simmons said definitely don't write him off. Okay, that's good. That's good mail from you. Um, in uh, I'm interested. Um, do we touch on Capewell that much? I'm just realising. I think we just kind of brushed over him. But um, you said you were keen on him. Why? Why have you changed to Bateman? Uh, considering that he's, you know, I think he's 60k cheaper. Yeah, I just think Bateman will get through a bit more work. Um, you know, Capewell had that one game. If I'm not mistaken, where he smashed out a 140 or 150. Aside from that, he hasn't really done too much. Um, I'm just going to look up his stats from last year, game by game, very so, quickly. So while you're doing that, I'll just just talk to the Sharks. I mean, you've got Nakora, he's starting on the edge, and you've obviously got Wade Graham that's out of the side through injury, I think, for the next 8 to 12 weeks. Uh, and then on the bench, you've got Jack Williams and Jason Pekaya who will play um, you know, through there or replace Paul Gallon as well. So I can just see the, the Capewell potentially is an 80-minute edge forward priced at 340k, and Yes, it is going to get through uh, not, a mu- not as much work, but in the games last year, and uh, I can just tell you while you look it up, Nick, but uh, in the games last year where he did play 80 minutes um, on the edge, he averaged 50 points per game. Um, you know, And if we're thinking that, that that's what Bateman's going to produce similar, if you're going to save 60K there by picking Capewell, then I think that makes a bit of sense. Maybe. 80... Yeah, he, he scored 50, 54, 50, 56, 71, 54. So, look, he's a, he's a solid 50 player if he can get those 80 minutes. He also started in a number of other games and only played, where is it there? That was an 80. He played 60, 67. Uh, three of those games where he played 80s was actually in the centres. Yep. Um, he came off the bench a few times to play 20 minutes and some low minutes. So... If he can get that starting spot long-term, which he's probably got until Wade Graham comes back mid-season, 
he could be a 50 to 55 average. Um, well, he's ahead of Nikora. Um, so when, yeah. when Graham comes yeah. back, then he'll take Nikora's spot. Plus, you've got Luke Lewis, which is out of the side now as well. So, um, I mean, Paul Gallen isn't going to be playing more than 50 to 60 minutes per game, you think. And Nikora is probably a 50 minute to 55 minute um, edge forward at this stage, um, given his age. Yeah, yep. I've got no problem with the Capewell selection. Um, would it be crazy if I selected Paul Gallen? Absolutely not. Let's talk about Paul Gallen. We're jumping there. Um, I didn't think we'd go down to that kind of level, but we're here, so let's not hold back, Nick. Why Why do you think that Paul Gallen is an okay selection? Well, I mean, obviously last year he was very, very overpriced and he was an absolute flop, but let me just find exactly... Can, I, is... can I give you some stats from last year? Sure. So in the 17 games that he played over 50 minutes per game last year, he averaged 64 points per game. In the 12 games, over 60 minutes per game, he averaged 70 points per game last year. So while we say that he's in decline and injuries are a concern, I mean, they're they're not stats to be laughed at, right? No. One game, he only played 13 minutes. uh, And then one game, he only played 48 minutes. And he only scored 10 and 22 points in those two games. If you pull those two games out, he's going from a 58 average. I think it was up to like a 62 or 62 and a half. So he's, that was off 59 average minutes last year with Luke Lewis gone and Wade Graham injured. I think he's going to have to take much more of the load for the Sharkies there through the middle in the back row, especially with Nakora and Capewell, obviously a rookie and a, a smaller edge back rower coming in uh, with a utility off the bench in uh, Braley's younger brother. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't not, think, I'm not ruling him out. No, uh, but I don't think he's going to play more than 60 minutes per game because you've also got Aaron Woods coming off the bench as well. So um, he'll play through the middle. So uh, even at 60 minutes per game, mate, it's still offering a bit of uh, value there. A little bit, isn't it? Not much, though, really. A yeah, bit, though. Yeah, but at 539, 540, that's the only thing. I, I, after I looked, did the team's analysis last night today, I went, okay, maybe I'll look at Gallon. Still, 540K is a lot of money. And and, and uh, if you look at, say, a Fitzgibbon or someone or a Nathan Brown, they're really not that much more expensive. Or you've got a, a Ryan Madison, who you and I are both pretty confident on, on this year, is about 20K cheaper. Yeah, yeah. you got Madison, you got Lane, all these people around that same price. You probably feel they've got a bit more upside than Gallon. Yeah, but... It's a stu- I know people are going to laugh, but don't write him off this year. I-, I wouldn't be surprised to see him as being, you know, one of those guys that go, "Hang on, what's happening here?" Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, okay, we better do fullback. Uh, we've both got the same lineup there: Tedesco and Corey Allen. Tedesco speaks for himself. Corey Allen, we need to work out what to do with him, don't we? Yeah, and I've heard some commentary today about you know the biggest risk you can do is picking a, guy, a back that's named on the bench. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, that's an issue when you're coming into um, round 15, round 16, because it's going to be an auto-emergency nightmare. But at round one, you're never going to use your VC loop. Like, you're not, you're going to have the likes of a Garrick or a, a Brown or, um, you know, a Burr um, in your side. You're never going to use the VC loop. So who cares if he scores, you know, a 5 and a 10 here and there? The fact that he's named in the 17 for mine, mm. um, you know, says to me that, A, he's one injury away. And B that you know Bennett could be playing um, some games here, and he could be moved into the starting side. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think he does play early, plays Friday night too. So what you can actually do is sit on him if it if you're getting cold feet, uh, and he is in the number seventeen jersey, you can go to Simmonson. Simmonson's dual fullback, centre wing also, so plays the last game of the round. So you can go to him. Last minute, but like like you say, just to reiterate your point about the VC loop, you're going to have guys on your bench early in the season, these rookies who are going to score 20 and 30. So to use a VC loop, you would need a huge VC score of, of 120, 130 plus. More. It's going to be more than that. Yeah, to risk what these guys could produce on an off game. So it's unlikely that you're going to use the VC loop early on in the year. Um so, yeah, I don't see a huge issue with that AE problem. No, it's not like a Braden Burns issue that we had last year where he was coming off the bench in like the, the middle part of the season. But 
Um, Allen is going to play football this year at some stage. It's just a matter of when. You, you saw his performance in the trials, scored a hat-trick in their final. I think it was a, trial, a hat-trick in the Charity Shield game. So it's just a matter of time, I think, before he steps into that back line. If you look at who they've got there at the moment, uh, you've got, you got Burns and Graham uh, there that I think he can take either of those guys' spot uh, on the centre or the wing. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was a late late in there. Hmm. I, I would be watching that that team list at about uh, at 7 p.m. New South Wales time on Friday night very carefully because if he's a late inclusion there, that means he's Bennett's been playing games with us and he's probably preferred over one of those two. So then everyone's going to have to trade him back in. Exactly. Team. Exactly, and you're going to be caught behind. So, And the, Bennett did the same thing with Isako last year. Do you remember? He, he said that Isako was only mm. ever going to play fullback uh, in a playing centre wing and being a sensational cow. So, um, yeah, I, I'm quite comfortable carrying Cherry and also Allen um, as a non-playing reserve or as non-playing reserves in my um, in my back line. Okay. All right, mate. Well, we have covered everyone in the list. Excellent. Well, that's good. I didn't think that we'd, we'd do that, but I think you've you've done well to carry us across the line here, Nick. So good stuff. And I'm sure that... Um, you know, I'm probably going to be, and I'm, you know, you will too. There's going to be some changes made to your side over, over the uh, the next few days with the first game tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think like I've only made from team lists. I've only made a couple of changes, and they've all been in my center wing. I haven't changed my forward pack at all. I don't think so. I've had I didn't get smashed too much by the carnage on Tuesday, but yeah, looking forward to the season getting started, and then. Looking forward to the Sunday night solo podcasts and and seeing if they can if I can get more hits than your midweek podcasts. Yeah, well, are you actually going to stick to it and, and deliver? Yeah, yep, I what, will. What's it going to call? Are we still sticking with uh, Nick's facts? <laughs> yeah, fake news. Fake, fake news. Nick's fake yeah, news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> All right. So, so what what do we have in store on the web on the on the site for the the rest of the week? I mean, we've obviously had all the preseason content. Um, we had the the second last team reveal up tonight, and there's going to be one more tomorrow, which will be mine, unless Nick wants to get his up as well. Um, but then we're jumping. What what are we? What's in store over the next couple of days? Yeah, so podcast will go up tonight. I'll just post the image of my team in there. I haven't had time to write a reveal, but that'll be in there. We've got your reveal tomorrow. We've obviously got captains, which is all important to get off to a fast start. That'll be up tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, we will have the first installment of the weather, which will be updated across the weekend. And I've heard some rumors that there's up to 100 mils of rain expected in Sydney this weekend. So keep that in mind uh, if you're locking in a captain. Uh, but we'll have all the good mail there. And then Friday, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for him, we've lost Wacko this year. Another one of our talented writers stolen by the Taylor Telegraph. But um, we've got our new boy, Stylesy, who will give it a crack and see if he can't, you know, get close to Wacko for, uh, for content and for news there. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, I've got a feeling he's going to do a pretty good job based on our uh, interactions that we've had with him, um, you know, emails and also on chat as well. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to match the great man, Wacko, and obviously wish him all the best over at the tally, and he's still very active on Facebook and Twitter as well, but we'll give that a crack. Uh, and then Friday night, um, well, obviously the season kicks off Thursday night, Melbourne versus Broncos. I don't, I'm not going to have anyone from that game playing, I don't think. So mm. that's unfortunate, but I think, yeah, the real footy start, the real super coach starts Friday night. And the most important thing, Nick, is the banner is back. The banner is back, yes. Shit, I've got a busy day tomorrow. I've got to think of someone. I'll, I'll do that tonight, actually, and send it to you. Excellent, excellent. And, yeah, huge weekend. We'll have the, the weekly chat up, or scores chat up on uh, Friday night, obviously, and then Trade Talk will be back in on Sunday with Nick's podcast. It's all happening. Uh, 25 rounds of rugby league is about to, to take off, and we're pretty pumped. It's going to be a big, big season, so... Fantastic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a shame we won't be interviewing any NRL players, though, Nick, about something. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened there between you and Phil Gould, but 
doesn't look like it, mate, and uh, doesn't look like any key rings arriving anytime soon either. (laughs) The great key ring debacle. And uh, can can we just please say, stop emailing us about key rings. We don't don't know. Um, Please send all your um, requests and um, uh, hate mail to Sydney Editor or at Sydney Editor. Um, (laughs) Brownie's a great guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we don't know anything about the key ring. So nah, we uh, are not, we are not officially related to the Daily Telegraph <laughs> at all. I don't know where your key rings are and I don't know anything about getting Supercoach stats for less than $28 a month. <laughs> uh, but I would like to know if you can get them to me. Yes. That'll be good. Well, you didn't get one last year, so yeah. yeah. Oh, well, all good. Um, thanks guys. It's been a... A big uh, lead-in podcast. Good to have you back on, Nick. For um, hopefully it's not just a one-off um, for the, no. the, with the Wednesday night. And um, best of luck with uh, with everything this year. I know you and I have a good fun rivalry, which is great. Um, and yeah, guys, look forward to it. Season starts tomorrow night. Mighty Broncos versus Storm. Love it. That's right. All right, All right mate. Talk to you soon. See you later. <laughs>